This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Vinny Potestivo of VPE Talent. He is an industry-leading media and talent innovator. He is an Emmy Award winner. He has worked with talent like Mandy Moore, Ashton Kutcher, Jessica Simpson, Ashley Simpson, Lauren Conrad, Vanessa Lachey, and so many others. We could spend the whole podcast just listing um, these celebrities and amazing people he has worked with, but we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about Vinny. Vinny, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Those are some of my favorite people, inspiring people who who I would be nowhere without. So thanks and a huge shout out to every single person you just listed, by the way, by name. And all the ones I didn't get to mention. <laughs> and all the ones you didn't. I didn't get, I didn't provide the list, but you know what? The You, the listener, by the way, that's the, that's the name that was missing from this list. All those people were, they were all just regular, normal people that didn't quite hit the level of fame yet that they have now until after working together. So. So uh, I work with I'm very I'm sure normal, that you got average, all the record deals and movie contracts. Barely, barely, barely. But I was in the room when it happened. I saw I saw the decisions go down. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Well, we can talk all about that, but let's go back in time a little bit because you didn't start out working with household names in the entertainment and music and many other industries. How did Vinny get started? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got started with a love of data, to be honest. Um I figured out how to create an Excel spreadsheet with a couple of macros that were able to move uh, um, lists. And I started finding talent and creating a talent database in the late 90s when no one was really doing that. And what that opened the door for me to do was work on a show called Hannity and Combs uh, in the late 90s on Fox News. And that experience got me into MTV News. 
uh, where I got to cast the choose or lose team. I got to pick the voices of the presidential election that would represent the 2000 presidential election. And I had a blast there. And then in 1999, MTV decided to create a talent development department. And there I was, like I had the infrastructure, I wrote SOPs, I, I understood the Microsoft Office suite like a pro, and I learned casting from the, the best people, the, the most in, the, the impactful voices in modern storytelling. Because at MTV in the late 90s, Beyonce, Ashton Kutcher, all the people, Mandy Moore, they had to pass through MTV to get to live television, that live access to the reach at 3.30 to 4.30 every day, Monday through Friday. I'm so happy I worked at MTV in New York. Like I, I doubled down on the, yo, I'm Vinny from Staten Island. I turned that volume up real loud and proud so people knew how to find me. You know, A lot of people worked at MTV, I had to stand out. And uh, it was my job to figure out how to work with talent in a new way. There was an, an existing talent department. And what I realize now, when I look back is I work with these modern storytellers, Beyonce, Mandy Moore, Ashton Kutcher, people who turned to the creative arts to fulfill a business goal. Like Jessica Simpson reset her brand by changing the perception of her reality. Ashton Kutcher reset his brand as a for hire actor and became a media mogul after these shows aired on MTV. And again, I'm not, I was not the executive in charge, but being in the room with those people, and, and, and it's weird to say this, but I got to grow with them. You know, I didn't work with the biggest names out of the gate, Madonnas and Princes and, you know, the gigantic, I, I stuck with the people who were, were coming in the same time I did, Jennifer Lopez, Mandy Moore, Jessica, and 25 years later, now I can look back and I'm doing the same thing in podcasting. Well, let's talk about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, how did you get started in podcasting? Uh, 2006, Fat Man Scoop pitched me a show. Uh, him and his wife were sitting down. They were going to Hot 97 late nights, and they were going to record um, a sex ed show. I grew up watching Loveline. I grew up listening to two guys that I didn't necessarily understand or relate to talking about sex, also in a way that wasn't necessarily meant for me and what I was looking for in answers. I thought this is a really cool opportunity. But they would go to Hot 97 to record back then because they had the equipment. You needed the equipment to record high quality. Well, Scoop had something that most people didn't. He had equipment at home. I said, let's, I feel like this is awesome in, in the studio. This is awesome. I kind of want to hear like the, I want, I want you guys in your bed talking about, I want this to be more intimate. It feels like, it feels like you can take me in deeper in the journey and not, not put on a show, but really truly get to what you want to say if we can be in your house. And that was the first time I converted a podcast into a broadcast TV show. And then 15 years later, I finally took the leap for myself, mostly because of technology. I gotta be honest, this, the ability to zoom and connect with each other with a camera in front of us and lights, that's not a normal opportunity. That's not a normal way we connect. It became normalized. And I think I leaned into the fact that, that that's now the new norm. Otherwise I'm performative. I get like sweaty palm, you know, I've been in TV my whole life. I, I get anxious when I get on set. I sweat, I have sweaty palms. I get it in my head. And by just being present and by leaning on the technology that that's been at all of our fingertips, it's made it so much easier for me to get my voice out there. Um, and then I realized, I finally think I realized how to explain some of the experiences that I'd gone through that I don't think most creators went through because most creators didn't have the experience that I had at a network with the green light process. And, and some people think they even need to make a decision right there in the moment. I'm like, there's a, there's a reason why we have a strategy and a schedule and a grid and th things need to fall off for things to move up, you know, in priorities. So there's, there's teaching, 
these people who suddenly became, and I say these people, teaching anyone who suddenly became a creator, business owners who became a creator by way of a telephone, these are the people I feel called drawn to help. And in this world of Shark Tank, where people are looking to sell their podcast out of the gate, you know, I, I wrote, a, I created a podcast, I want ads. Dude, you have ads, you have a service and a product. Put your own ads, you know, out there first and foremost. Stop trying to get, s s sell your, realize how valuable this intellectual property is and that in my 25 years of tv all those people you mentioned they don't own their shows mtv does and that's the power right now in creating your own intellectual property absolutely and we could spend a whole show unpacking you know everything you just said but we don't have time so let's talk about um i have a podcast yes i have a podcast what i do actually i sit down with many of the people you talked about um and instead of coming up with 52 celebrities a year, my strategy was one celebrity per month, four to five episodes per talent. So that I don't have to demonstrate to people that I have access to talent. I think a lot of us do now because of social media. But what I can demonstrate in my podcast is the relationship, the, 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 the length, the deepness that I can go in, the, the ability to talk about and drill down on topics. But because I talk to people I've already worked with, in this age of podcasting, I was like left with a gaping hole of collaborating with new blood. So I turned, I have a podcast.com. And this is something, by the way, anyone who's creating 10 blogs or more per month should be doing, especially if you're a podcaster. I turned, I have a podcast.com into a Google news verified publishing platform. All I did was I went to publishing.google.com and I filled out the form. And now my podcast, I have a podcast.com when it pushes out, not only my episodic talent, my episodic um, blogs, I do featured podcaster blogs. So if you're a host or a guest, I'm looking to develop talent and find talent. The same thing I did 25 years ago. Luckily, then MTV had the time, the Times Square studio, you know, TRL. So there was a centralized place to do that. And, and I think what I'm trying to do now is meet as many, many podcasters as possible to, to show them the power in distribution and amplification and aggregation like the, the the ways that we're getting content out there that i don't think most people are doing aggregation the reason why i ask people to turn their podcast into a blog is so i can put your blog in a blog aggregator and what that does is it gets it your your content without needing to know your guest or your the artwork or all that other stuff we spend time and money on branding i take the, the value of the content that you're putting out there without context and I deliver to someone who's looking for a blog about marketing, specifically podcast. When you are discovered in a place where someone wants to find you, like how many times have we been watching a commercial? We go, oh, I have, to, I have to remember that. That's great. I take a snapshot of it and forget about it years later. I have no clue what I'm doing. But when you can meet people at a point when they're open to receiving you and sharing you, and I, I realize that's, that's the big, that's the win. Visibility without sharing there's zero discoverability in that. You have to have sharing. When I'm visible, if you're seeing me for the first time, I want you to know I have vpe.tv, a website where you can, everything that I'm talking about is supported in documentation. There's not one piece of tactics that I share that I haven't done myself and that I didn't document myself and that I don't share for free. By the way, I'm passionate about making sure people have these, uh, this information. And, and, I, and I find a unique ways to work with talent that stands out. And that's what I really do. Whether you're identifying as honor talent, uh, an SMB owner, an entrepreneur, the ways that you can stand out are very similar to, to talent brands. Are you winning awards? 
I have, I have over a hundred awards that I can tell you right now are worthy of winning. Whether you are a marketer, you have an email, a newsletter, uh, a unique stack of technology. I, there, it's important to win awards and stand out. And then I'll show you what to do with them. Credits right now. As a podcaster, we qualify to put intellectual property of our podcast on imdb.com, which means not only do we get credit for being executive producers and hosts of our own content, and we can list our production companies and our crew. So we're not just giving, getting credit, we're giving credit to people where it's due. I now turn my guests' appearances on my podcast into a data point on IMDb. I take my tagline and I turn that into a data point on IMDb. And there's no place else that I know of, at least in the podcast world, that has an impact on Google's search engine result pages than what you can do right now for free on IMDb and you don't even need an IMDb pro dot, you know, thing. So anything again that I'm sharing here, please feel free to come to my website, vpe.tv. And I'll literally, I have a step-by-step -step guide how to be successful on it. And uh, I realize, you know, I've worked with a lot of production companies. If I sat, if I told you the 10 ways to make the, the production companies are making money, you'd be floored because they're all making money in different ways. And I, and I realized that if that's true for, for production companies, it has to be true for the independent creator, the business owner who's creating his own podcast or content in ways that I can help them amplify, strategize, syndicate, aggregate, not just amplify and publish, you know, their content so that you can get discovered so that you can be seen and people can take action on your words and the, the promise that you put out there. That it, man, I, I feel like I just got a seminar in <laughs> that answer by itself. Um, I can't wait. I, I never, I never thought to put our show, all of the shows that we produce on IMDb. I am going to get my staff on that right away. That is a brilliant idea. I'm sure there's a ton more on the website. Who is, an ideal client for VPE talent now. I, oh. I'm assuming that our audience, of course, is not celebrity actors and music and musicians. Yeah. They're entrepreneurs and business owners. That's my people, by the way. I've already done it. I've already done the ego thing. I've already cast Housewives. I've already cast those shows on those. Now. I, I got that out of my system. I'm working on my heaven points now. I'm working, I work really well with founder-led businesses. Some of them tend to be the people you would see on QVC, perhaps. Some of them are people who are out doing speeches every single day, making an impact in larger communities. Uh, it, it's people who are creating content with the, with the goal of making change. There is nothing wrong with creating entertaining content or educational content, but that doesn't get you out of your seat. What I'm looking, and I already did that. I said 20, 25 years making people feel comfortable sitting in your chair, watching housewives fight with each other, and normalizing that awkward world of what content became. I believe in the power of people. I think that small business owners have much more control over how we can relate to each other. And the fact that we, the creative community, are small business owners that are creating intellectual property is exciting to me. It's, it's crazy when I think of... Ashton Kutcher and Nick Cannon and, 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 and Jessica Simpson and, and Osborne's not owning shows that had this tremendous impact. And, and that's what we have now the ability to do. And that helps us get discovered. And those small pieces, by creating small shareable pieces, that helps us become more discoverable. And that's, that's how you don't need more visibility to be more discoverable. And that's actually a really nice, I want to say that again, you don't need more visibility. You don't need to do more to be more discoverable. If you pre-purpose your appearances, instead of focusing on repurposing, now I need to find a way to retrofit this to work. Pre-purpose it. Understand how you want to be advertising and be seen and realize that you have a choice. 
You get to pick and choose where and how and when you get discovered. That was a luxury most of us didn't have 25 years ago. That is absolutely incredible. We know your time is incredibly valuable. Greatly appreciate it. Could spend probably a multi-day seminar and not even scratch the surface on everything that you can share. For our folks watching and listening, where is the best place for them to go to learn more? Oh yeah, LinkedIn, by the way. People don't need to just have me in your back pocket for when you need an answer. Reach out and say, hi, I have these long-standing relationships with people that have not yet come to fruition. And I believe, I've said it a couple of times, I truly, I'm doing this not for the power of podcasting, but for the power of people. And this is, this is the best way I know how to connect with people that allows us to own our content and have ownership over our actions. Absolutely. And where do you want our folks to go to learn more about all things Vinny and what you're doing? Oh, that's awesome. Say hi on LinkedIn, Twitter, or vpe.tv. If you come to vpe.tv, you'll see my free creator hub where I do have access to everything I've talked about. Uh, 99 plus awards worthy of winning 50 creator platforms that pay. Uh, 60 podcast platforms that I think every podcaster should be on in the year 2023. I'm, I'm really excited to help y'all get see success, connect to success and anything I can do to help. Let me know. That is awesome. This has been Seth Green drinking from the fire hose known as Vinny Potestivo. Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you, man. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>